Hello and welcome back to Bible Days E23 with your host, Daughter of Z. That is short for Daughter of Zion. And today our episode is number two and we're doing Flavor of the Month. We are going to go over what is going on with these months. We need to know who, what, where, when, why. Why are they named this? And the purpose of this podcast is to expose hidden history. We want to find out how borders have been replaced and removed, how names of people and nations have been changed and hidden to protect the guilty, of course. And how we are entrenched in heathen ways and worship through our lifestyles and customs. We take a look at prophecies being fulfilled. We measure society by the word of God. We measure our own beliefs by his word as well. Now we're taking a look at social construct, past, present, and future through the lens of scripture. We will uncover and expose the methods and the methodology of the enemies. And I do mean plural. Ephesians 5 and 11 reads, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Reprove means to express disapproval or to intend to correct a fault. It's like when you admonish somebody to tell them a fault or to try to convince them to change their ways or to do better. But you need to have some concrete evidence in order to do that. Now, we have enemies, and I do mean plural, as I said earlier, both physical and spiritual, just as it was in the quote-unquote Bible days. We are so conditioned to these symbols and rituals that we see on a daily basis that we don't even ask who named this, how does this get that way, and so forth. And because of this, we are unaware of scriptural history playing out, which is prophecy, simply put. So we don't have any idea what's going on. The word is unfolding day by day. And because we don't know what's really in the word, because we're going by what doctrine, as opposed to what the Bible actually says, we are missing out on what's happening. Now, events on the planet Earth are not random. Nothing is. Things are not how they appear. This is the time spoken of in Daniel 12 and 4. And it reads, But thou, O O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. To the time of the end, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Now, to shut up means something to keep it secret, to close or to not reveal. Now, to seal, that's to close up or to lock up. Now, we know books. Back in those times, they didn't have books. They had scrolls. It was a roll of parchment paper. Now, running to and fro, that's like traveling, commuting, things like that. We're just busy. Our life is filled with so many things and it's crazy because a lot of us are laid off right now and we still don't have enough time in the day to do the things that we need to do. That's incredible. Um, the knowledge is increased, which means perception, skill, discernment, and understanding and wisdom. Now, we wouldn't even understand these scriptures until this time. They were just that prophetic. This is a blessed and awesome time to be living, to see things come to pass. And I really thank the Most High that I am here to see it. Now, the last episode, we discussed days of the week. Now, if you didn't catch that, you might want to go back and check it out because it kind of like is a, it lays the foundation for tonight's discussion. Um, Tonight's discussion is about, uh, like I said, months. So you want, like I said, you want to go check that out. But, so let's move on to flavor of the month. And and in doing that, we have to deal with calendars. Now, there are about 40 different calendars in use globally today, and mostly are used for religious reasons, but some of them are used for commerce as well. But, and keep that in mind, this commerce thing, because 
even though a lot of this stuff I know about it, it's like as I begin to put it together to present to others, it's like I'm really seeing more and more in it. More things that is like really pay attention to that because it's going to play a big part in the revealing of this chess game of life on the planet Earth. Um, now, all the calendars are set up according to that regions or that populace's belief system. They cannot be separated. It doesn't matter how you feel, what you think, or anything like that. Uh, even in the United States, the system that you're under is the system that you're under. It doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree. You're living in it, period. Um, it's attributed to the worship of whatever deity that the powers that be have put in place. So if you travel to certain countries, you could be in a different year according to their calendar. You could it, it you could be in a different season. Things are not the same as they are in United States. We are really so conditioned to think that the whole world runs on our clock and it doesn't. There are different calendars and I'm just going to go over just a few of them just so we can maybe one or two just so we can get an understanding of how different it really is. Now the Buddhists have their own calendar. According to them, right now, the year is not 2020. According to their calendar, it is the year 2564. Now, that is used in mainland uh, Southeast Asian countries like Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar, and Singapore for religion and official reasons. Now, the Hebrew calendar, which is a lunar solar calendar, which means it uses the sun and the moon to tell time, it's the year of 5780 or 5781-ish. And now that one is used for Jewish slash Israelite religious cultural observances for public reading of portions of the Torah, for daily psalm readings, etc. Now it's used in Israel for agriculture and civil purposes. Now the Torah, don't get through off of some of these words because we're going to learn these words because a lot of truth is hidden in these words and, and they, the society throws them out and they know that you don't know. But now is the time to educate yourself on these things. The Torah is nothing more than the first five books of the Bible, which is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which are considered the five books of the law. We need to keep this one to the forefront because it is how time is kept in the Bible. We will deal more with this calendar when we go into the Holy Feast days at a later date, though. Now, the most accurate calendar that is in use is a sun-based calendar called the Solar Hijri. Now, that one is used in Iran and Afghanistan slash Persia. Now, it's a self-correcting calendar. In other words, it follows where the earth is in orbit around the sun. It allows the sun and the earth to give its inhabitants the time and not the other way around. Now, we're getting closer to the one that we're under. That one would be starting with the Julian calendar, which was named after Julius Caesar, and it was a reform to the Roman calendar. Now, he had a normal 365-day year, and he also had a leap year with 366 days. Now, his reign contained what is known as the last year of confusion because they messed the calendar up so bad that they had they had a year with 445 days in it to compensate for the miscalculations. Uh, and then on top of that, the calendar was not 12 months in the beginning. It was 10 months in the beginning. And so he added January and February in 46 BC. And then that's how we got 12 months. 12, that number keeps coming up. Now, next... 
The one that we are under right now is called the Gregorian calendar. That's the one that's most commonly used today. And this system we are under, which is revised, is, is well, let me get this right. It is the revised Julian calendar, which is a revised Roman calendar. So ergo, our calendar is Roman. Now, this was started by Pope Gregory the 13th in 1582. He introduced it and he came up with this new calendar for global trade. Now, the global trade, there was no global trade until around that time. The global trade, which is the Industrial Revolution, is directly tied to the transatlantic slave trade. There was no industrial revolution before that. There was no global trade before the transatlantic slave trade. Now, let's keep that in mind. Now, also, uh, when they introduced it, they used it in some of their, they use it in their colonies, which was Portugal. Portugal is is something that we're really going to get into because it plays a really big part in history as in pre-transatlantic slave trade, which is something that we as a people really don't have that much knowledge of what had had happened to us. Basically, uh, the society basically starts our history right at slavery. And there's a reason for that. Okay, but another reason was to line up the Easter holiday. Now, like I said, they miscalculated that so bad that they had to have an extra long year. Now, see, that's why Easter, you ever wonder why Easter is never on the same day? It's always on a different day every year. Now, how do they calculate that? They calculate it by following the what they call a paschal full moon date on or before after March 21st. Um, now, the paschal means ecclesiastical, which means it has nothing more. That means nothing more than something to do with clergy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, the, the March 21st is what you call the spring equinox, which means that's one of those, one of two days in the year where sunlight and darkness is about the same amount of time. Now, solstice is another, uh, what we say, marker when it comes to the sun. And that is on when you have a long day of sunlight and short darkness, or you have a short day of daylight and long darkness. Now, both of those, both the equinox and the solstice, is they're very key in pagan rituals. Now, right off the right off the bat, I'm thinking about. I know there's a card name of equinox, and I know it's something else named a solstice. I think it's another card name of solstice. So these things don't get their names by accidents. Now, on the first day of the month, the Queen of Rites performs such rituals to the goddess on that day. Okay, so I know that's crazy, but every first of the month was considered a day for ritual sacrifice. January. It was originally called, let me say this right, Ianurius. Ianurius. Okay. Now that god of January is called Janus. And that is a Roman god. And he's double-faced. He's a god who looks to the future and the past. He's the god of beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality. Duality is something that we're going to go over because duality is steeped 
in what they call it Illuminati culture or the Masonic culture or things that way. Uh, basically something that you see every single day that you just wouldn't even, you don't even think about it. Um, doorways, physical and spiritual doorways, passages and endings. He dwelt at both the edge of heaven and earth. His symbol is two faces. Now his Greek parallel is called Hermes. He's the messenger god of Mount Olympus. Now Mount Olympus is where the Greek gods reside. Now he was a god of trade, wealth, athletes, luck, fertility, language, sleep, animal care, thieves, and travel. Now he's also a god to the underworld. He was one of the 12 Olympian gods. His parents are slash were Zeus and May. He was dressed in a winged cap, winged sandals, a pouch, carrying a caduceus, a staff with two snakes around it. That's nothing more than what you see when you go to the doctor's office. The medical symbol is what you call a caduceus. His symbols are the rooster, the tortoise, and we're back again. And he also, like I said, carries the caduceus. Now, also, there's this thing called hermas. Now, hermas are statues that have a head. Sometimes they have the shoulders, but the bottom part is like a rectangle and it's made out of stone or wood. Now, here come the, I say, I've seen part. The organs of that male are carved on the outside of that. So there's nothing more than it looks like a block with an organ on the front. I know that sounds nasty, but that's what it is. That is what they worshiped. Um, it was made of stone most of the time, but sometimes it was made of wood. Now, Deuteronomy 28:64 reads, And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Now, the discussion on gods in the Bible, we'll deal with a little bit more details at a later date. But that is something that when you get into, you really get an understanding of a lot of things that's going on in the New Testament to what what are we talking about? Because when he's walking around these uh, cities and he's describing to you what he's seeing and what's happening, he's walking past these temples and he's seeing this kind of worship and he's explaining it to you. We we just don't. We don't, we're not connected to it. We think that's something that happened in the past. And that's because we don't know pagan worship when we see it. It's no different then than it is now. They're doing the same things. But like I said, we don't know. They're doing it right in your face. Um, And if you've, uh, if you've ever received flowers or sent flowers or received flowers, you've seen that symbol. It's on the sign, either on the window or usually on, 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 it might even be on the card that you get, but it's definitely always on the window or on the outside of that building somewhere. There's usually a crest somewhere that has that outside of a floral shop or or a, a floor, uh, um, like I said, a florist. Now his Greek counterpart is Mercury. Now he's one of the twelve decentes, which is one of the twelve gods major gods that were in the Parthenon in ancient Rome, which is where Paul was going when he was talking to them about telling them, you don't know what you worship. Now, Acts 7 and 22 reads, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill 
and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. Um, basically, it's almost like when you walking down the street and somebody tell you, Ooh, don't split the pole. Ooh, don't step on the crack. You like, seriously? Are y'all y'all you seriously believe that? That's basically what he was saying to them. Now, Mercury is also the god of science and invention. He was also known as a prankster. Now, let's move on to February. February. That word February means the means of purification, a time of offerings. Um, in February, they had a festival of forgiveness and they have Lupercalia. They have dedication of the Temple of Concordia on the Capitoline Hills of the one of the seven hills of Rome. Now, Lupercalia, that is the basis for Valentine's Day. We're going to get into that next time. Um, But as far as the Temple of Concordia on Capitoline Hill of one of the seven hills of Rome, check this out. Revelation 7 and 9 reads, And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Now, if you don't get that right now, you'll get it later when I get more in-depth into that. But uh, the woman, I ain't going to get into that because that's when you're dealing with Revelation and you're dealing with the last days and you're dealing with the woman that's sitting on the beast and she has mystery Babylon on her forehead. This is who they're talking about. They're talking about a system. Okay, let me let me backtrack. Don't want to go there. Okay, March. March Martius is the worship of Mars, the god of war. Now, he was the foremost military god of Rome. He was the god of spring, fertility, virility, growth, nature, war, agriculture, guardian, and he was the son of Jupiter. Now, his Greek counter was Aries. Now, his symbols are the wolf, the dog, the woodpecker, vulture, and that little symbol with the circle and the arrow that points to the right. That's that's his symbol, too. It's usually depicted with a shield and and spear in armor, or he is seen nude with a helmet. Now, his siblings, which is his brother's sisters, are Hercules, Apollo, Diana, Bacchus, Bologna. Bologna, that was an incestuous relationship. That was also his sister. Man, them them Greek and Roman gods are something else. Um, He was also a consort of Venus, which means they kicked it, messed around or whatever. Now, children. The children he had was Cupid, Remus, and Romulus. If that sounds familiar, it should because that's Romulus, Michigan is named after him. And also, Rome is named after Romulus. Now, there's a story about them. We'll get into that later, but I'll just give you a little brief, um, go over it right quick. The twin, They were twins, and they were raised by a she-wolf. So, whenever you see, like, it's this uh, statue, and it's a wolf statue, mm-hmm. and she has two babies under her. And those, one of those babies is suckling, and the other one is just, like, uh, reaching his hand out. That is the she-wolf that was that took care of Remus and Romulus. Uh, it's a famous art sculpture. You can Google it and see it anytime. You can Google Remus and Romulus and it'll come up. Now, 
Remus made Romulus so mad that he killed him. So when he killed him, he had to go on and found the city of Rome by himself. Now, coincidentally, the first citizens of Rome were outlaws and fugitives. This is a pattern that, whether you know it or not, this is how a lot of European societies have colonized different places. They'll send their criminals to that place to populate that place or to depopulate the people of color that are already there. Um, That's what happened in Australia. You can Google that as well. Moving on to April. Uh, April means open, as in the flowers and the buds during that time of the year. Now, it's named for the Greek goddess Aphrodite. Now, the Romans, they worship Venus, though. Now, the Babylonians prescribed to the goddess Astarte. Astarte was a Hellenized uh, version, which means it was uh, made Greek. Now, Ishtar and Ashtoreth were Semitic in nature, which means they were worshipped by people of the bloodline of Shem. Now, Ishtar and Astarte is directly tied in with the holiday of Easter. That's why their name's Ishtar, Ishtar. That's why it sounds so familiar. I'm going to get into that later. Now, uh, Venus was an Olympian goddess of love, beauty, pleasure, and procreation. She was one of the 12 Greek gods that lived on the Mount Olympus in Thessaly. Now, her symbols were the dove above the head, the apple, the artichoke, the scallop and the shell, the laurel, and a mirror. Now, we'll get into her some more later as well. May. Now, that is Greek. She is the mother of Hermes. She's the daughter of Atlas. One of seven, actually. Now, she's what you call a play on. I hope I'm saying that right. A play out. Pleiades. I think that's it. Pleiades. I'm going to go that way. She is the oldest of one of the Pleiades. Now, the Pleiades are actual, they're really stars. Um, As a matter of fact, the Bible talks about that. In Job 9 and 9, it talks about the Pleiades. And Job 9 and 9 reads, Which make Arcturus, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the chambers of the south. Now, the Pleiades were called the seven sisters and that is the star cluster that star cluster is called the seven sisters and it's just uh northwest of the constellation of taurus now moving on to june june uh is governed by juno also called regina which means queen now juno is the daughter of saturn she's the wife of jupiter and she's the mother of mars vulcan bologna juventus And she's also the goddess of marriage and childbirth. She was also the watcher of women in Rome. Now, Hera was also the queen of the Roman gods. That's the the Roman version of Juno. Now, her symbol, both of their symbols was the peacock. So if you see like a lady and she's got peacock, that's who that's representing. Now, she was the goddess of women, marriage, family, childbirth. And she was sister and wife to her brother, Zeus. I keep telling you about these. They something else. Her parents were Kronos and Rhea. Now, we talked about him in Incredibles, and they both were Titans. Now, the Titans were any children of the descendants of heaven and earth. And they were 12 originally. That 12 keeps coming up. They were the deities that preceded the Olympians. 
The Titans were approximately 25 feet tall. Now in Genesis 6, 4 reads, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now the sons of God in the Bible, when you're speaking in ancient times, is talking about the angels, uh, better known as more technically uh they refer to them as Nephilim. That first generation that was born to the women were called Nephilim. The ones after that were called Rephaim. Uh, uh, now in July, we're getting into the months now that don't have deities uh, names in them. They were just named after the number of the month that they were. Now, July was called Quintilis, which is five, because remember, January and February were added later. Okay. Um, They were added later. Uh, Quintilis. Now, that was the fifth month, and it was named after Julius Caesar to commemorate his birth. Now, August was called Sextilis and was the sixth before the January February February edition and that was named after Augustus Caesar because of the falling of Alexandria that month. Uh, now uh July 22nd or August 22nd that is what you call the dog days of summer. Uh I can't remember whose commercial it was, but it's just like it comes on and it's talking about oh the dog days of summer and when you hear that you don't think of any entity or worship or anything like you don't think of anything like that you just think of a dog having fun basically jumping in the pool and oh that's what it's about and it doesn't mean that at all because the greeks and the romans observed this time okay and it was when the planet sirius would appear just before the sun in late july and they believed that being the hottest time of the year that bad things like sickness and natural disasters could happen now, uh, Sirius is also known as the dog star. So if you ever wondered why Sirius Satellite has a picture of a dog with a star in his eye, that's because it's representing Sirius, the dog star. See, just because you don't know something doesn't mean they don't know something and they don't um, believe it. Uh, now, Sirius means glowing and scorching. It is the brightest night star. Now, the rising of this star also points to the flooding of the Nile, the annual flooding of the Nile. So they knew when Sirius was rising or doing it was July 22nd or August 22nd. During that time, they watched watched the sun, moon, and stars to know what time of the year was. They knew that the river Nile was going to flood. And just off topic, I, I bet Sirius short for Sirius. Hmm, I'm just saying. Now, uh, now let me talk about the September, September, something happened in September that's somewhat like going on right now in September, way back in 1752, they were rioting in England. Now they make it seem like, because what's going on right now, that the rioting is so, 
Oh, it's so, what's that word? Not cannibals, but barbaric. Like you're a barbarian if you are rioting. When if you go through history, that's all Europeans did was riot. Every time you turned around, they was rioting about something, throwing tea in the water. They was doing something all the time. Um, as a matter of fact, so let's go over that just a little bit. Now, it is, it's England and its colonies took on the Gregorian calendar by way of, it was an act of parliament that made them have to do that in 1750. Now, at that time, they moved the beginning of the year from March 25th back to January 1st. I know, I know this history ain't what you think it is. England also had to drop 11 days for its, from its calendar in September of 1752 because the calculation was so bad. Now, those people cut up. They was riding in the streets and everything. Um, it was called, the that, that riot was actually called the English Calendar Riots of 1752. The people was yelling, give us back our 11 days. That was what they was out there yelling. So we understand that rioting is a way of life. Um, It's a sign of discontentment. Uh, But now it doesn't seem like we're given the freedom to do that. Once again, that is something that I am going to go into uh, later on. Uh, what's happening right now is in the Bible as well. Is nothing new under the sun. Uh, did we talk about what a month is? I don't even think we said what a month was because a month is that's a unit of time. We know it's a unit of time, but it's also a measure of uh, the cycle of the moon. Each cycle lasts about 29 and a half days. That's why in old movies, you say you, you would hear people say, many, many moons ago. And you're like, what are you talking about? Well, that's what that's from. And also, the first day of the month with, was uh, when they did sacrifices. And that day was called Calend, spelled with a K. And that's how we have calendar. Okay. So let's see what else. Is there anything I forgot? I think so. Okay, here we go. Uh, Now, we did talk about constellations and we talked about planets. But there are different studies that are needed for life. Like Genesis 1 and 14 reads, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Now, this is our directive. That's a commandment. That's a, we should know how to do that. But you see how the system has us. We can't, we couldn't use a sundial to tell time. If we got lost somewhere, we wouldn't know how to find our way back by looking at the stars and going north. And we know that even watching slave movies, they knew, they even knew to look for the north star when they was trying to escape. And here it is, we got smartphones, uh, OnStar, and everything. And without that, what are we going to do? We need to be preparing ourselves for what is coming upon the earth. You need to plant you some little vegetables, stock up dry beans, rice, uh, stock up on t-shirts, sweatpants, sweatshirts, 
things like that. Things that you can pack and be ready to go. Get your sword. Sell your cloak and get two swords. Some of us are getting campers. We don't know what's going to happen. We, none of You don't know what's going to happen when you might have to leave at the drop of a hat. The Bible already told you there's going to be a time when, when you see the abomination of desolation, that it's time to flee. Mm, I don't went too far. So let me pull it back in. But as I said before, that is our directive. We have a lot of things to get together. We have a lot of things to do. The Most High says his people perish. He didn't say nothing about nobody else. He said his people perish for a lack of knowledge. Okay. Um, what else? Did I know? Now, when you're dealing with the stars, some people want to go off into astrology. Can't do that. Astrology is the foretelling or the divination using the constellation. And we know that Deuteronomy 18.10 says, reads rather, there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire or uses divination or an observer of times. That's astrology. Now, an enchanter is a person who uses magic or sorcery to put others under a spell. Uh, a witch. That is one that is credited with usually malignant, which is hostile or malicious supernatural powers. And Exodus 22, 18 reads, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Now, I hope and pray this was an eye opener to the world we live in. And Harriet Tubman said, I freed a thousand slaves, but I could have freed a thousand more if they knew they were slaves. In other words, when Revelation 18, 4 reads, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues. He's talking to us. You know, it's to us. The ones that say we're walking this lifestyle or that we're walking this walk. That's who he's talking to. He couldn't be talking to somebody else because they're not reading the word. That doesn't apply to them. They have no plans on coming out. But don't take my word for granted for these things. You need to check them for yourselves. Google the things that I say. Go in the Bible and find the things that I say. For Acts 17, 11 reads, it tells you about the Bereans. And it says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, daily. They didn't take even Paul's word for it. You said what? Well, let me see what it say. Okay. So that's all for today's episode of flavor of the month. I love y'all family. Now join me next time as we tackle festivals and holidays. Bye-bye.